Hi, my name is Darren Byrne, and welcome to the very first podcast, which we're hoping to turn into a mini-series on best practices, lessons learned, and general advice on how to be successful in this scaled, agile framework, or SAFE for short. The idea of these podcasts came out of the SAFE Leadership Retreat, which was hosted at the Dalmahoy Hotel in Edinburgh, Scotland, from June 6th to 8th, 2017, which I was fortunate enough to attend. The event brought together experienced SAFE practitioners to continue to build the community and creatively take SAFE forward. To kick off this series, we're going to start with the Grandmaster himself, Dean Leffingwell. Dean is an author, serial entrepreneur, and thought leader for everything to do with SAFE. His publications include Leading Safe Live Lessons, a video book, Agile Software Requirements, and Scaling Software Agility, all of which form much of the basis and modern thinking on lean agile software development at enterprise scale. I first asked Dean about his mission to build his company, Scaled Agile Inc., so that the development community can go home feeling good every night and avoid the all too common stresses from building, testing, and releasing software. I asked how he felt SAI have progressed in that mission to date since version 1.0 of SAFE. Well, I think we've made some progress. This is, this is a journey that has no end, of course. Um, we do get, frankly, heartwarming feedback from developers around the world about how the model has allowed them to do things they knew they needed to do. I mean, in one case, uh, you know, as, as personal as re, you know, re-restoring humanity to their career, because we know what it's like to work in a highly governed command and control waterfall environment, it's just painful. Uh, so you, 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 we build the world's greatest systems. And first 20 years of my life, I ran an R&D company and we specialized in, in software embedded systems. We built robotics and medical devices. This is a, a successful business for sure, but it seems like every night, every release, we went home worried and feeling like we hadn't done quite, quite as good as could have been done under other circumstances. So, so I've been working on that really since my first 20 years was involved in developing systems. The next 20 years has been involved in helping other people develop systems better. Next, we talked about SAFE 4.5, which is coming out later this June. I asked Dean if he could give us a high-level overview of SAFE 4.0 versus SAFE 4.5. There are four major release themes. One is configurability, and that starts with um, Essential Safe, which is another of the release themes. So when you log into uh, the Scaled Agile Framework, you'll be able to select a configuration, of which there'll be four. Essential Safe, which has been uh, uh, a series of blog posts followed by a guidance article followed by a toolkit uh, with its own picture. Well, that would be the simplest view. Uh, you'll click once and add the portfolio, and that's the more traditional view of a portfolio with uh, some arts, a few arts or so in, within the portfolio. Uh, if you're building a really big system, you'll click one more time and you'll get the big system, the large systems level. Uh, and then, of course, you have a configuration for all four of the above, which is full safe. Uh, that gives people a place to start with essential safe they can even return to essential safe and do an assessment as whether their arts or uh, value streams are performing the way they like um, so it starts with configurability uh, second item on, on on the list is is not new but this is one of the things about uh, incremental development sometimes you have to package up stuff you've been doing and call it new and that's the implementation roadmap uh, the implementation roadmap is a reflection of our experience and our customers experience over the last 
you know, three or four years. And how were you successful in adopting SAFE? Uh, you've seen the results. I think HPE is even a case study on, on the site. Well, that, that requires hard work and SAFE doesn't do that work. People, people do that work. So uh, we needed to show them a path uh, how to implement SAFE. So there's a 12 article series there that kind of takes you from, are you ready to go? Do you have a compelling reason to change mm -hmm. to, hey, um, have, have, do you have the change agents on board and have those change agents um, trained leadership? Uh, as, as we all know, lean is leadership led. So yeah. the foundation of transformation such as this co comes from leadership. So the roadmap is available and um, uh, really, I think earning its keep shows you basically how to proceed. Um, and then lastly, let me think lastly, lastly is the DevOps and continuous delivery. Exactly. So the heart of it, I mentioned these other things first, but the heart of the implementation part of SAFE um, is what we call the continuous delivery pipeline. We call it scalable DevOps and continuous delivery. The continuous del delivery pipeline has three overlapping circles and they all run every PI. Mm -hmm. The top circle is continuous exploration. Mm -hmm. um, how are you gonna deliver a small thing later if you haven't figured out that thing now? The middle circle is continuous integration. A few features have made their way. I mean, in an ideal case, imagine single piece flow. Yeah. A feature we just figured it out, you know, we can, we can now integrate it, not just at the component or feature level, but all the way at the system or solution level. Right. Uh, then continuous deployment, you deploy into staging, that's the third piece, and then finally release on demand. So we put most of our intellectual heavy lifting and most of our review, review cycles with people in our community, uh, DevOps uh, specialists, et cetera, uh, developing that new intellectual property. And that's the heart of the thing. And at the same time, we were able to integrate um, the lean startup and and uh, lean UX thinking because if you think about delivering small batches, you need to identify a small batch. So an epic that starts at the portfolio that's a humongous thing is going to defeat your continuous delivery model. You're going to have to invest a ton before you get any feedback. So a sm uh, starting smaller, um, reducing smaller to smaller still, delivering quickly and getting feedback. That's really the essence of say four four point five. We delve into continuous integration and continuous delivery as practices of DevOps, which are all new to 4.5. I asked for some of the best practices he's seen over the years with the numerous consulting engagements and diverse clients he's worked with. First, understand the value stream, okay. right? If you don't know the steps that move you from ideation to actual release, then, then you can't do continuous delivery and you don't know what to optimize. Um, if you do understand the value stream, then ask yourself a question. We, we, we help people build big systems. Um, you're not going to do continuous delivery of a, of a giant infrastructure product like, you know, BMC Performance Manager or something like that uh, every day, right. um, but you're going to do it much more frequently. However, there may be some things, maybe the, uh, you know, maybe the agents that interface with the system or maybe some other element of the system. Look at our system, uh, our website. We, we, can, we can put up a blog post every day. We can add a guidance article every day, but we can't update the big picture every day because it freaks people out. It's too big a change. So continuous delivery, I think, uh, uh, I think it was uh, Matt mentioned the other day, he, he called it continuish. <laughs> and, and I think the goal is continuish delivery. So look at the value stream, analyze your system, figure out what pieces of it could be released more frequently, and then start your kind of DevOps piece of the transformation on that stream. Mm -hmm. We call it a, a streamlet, just an independent, uh, independently releasable component or feature of a system. And then you take that big monolith, this giant system, the satellite and say, well, no, I'm, I can only launch a satellite once, but could I update the firmware? Well, maybe if I have the right over the air capability, I probably could. So I would think about continuous delivery in that context and not be blocked by the fact that the satellite's gonna only launch once. 
I can't, I can't launch it every day, right? Mm -hmm. So continue-ish as quickly as possible and think about value streamlets, these little, little pieces that deliver value. And for us, the implementation roadmap is an example of that. We could have written it all, proofed it all, and by the way, in some ways it could have been a little more efficient because we would have had to go back and update Article 2 when we finished Article 5, yeah. but we shipped the first article last fall. So that means that the first six, seven, eight articles have been providing value for some time, mm -hmm. uh, and, and now they're all out there. So that's a, it's a conscious choice in many cases to figure out how to, how to deliver value. And it's the integral value of the small pieces that create the basic economics that separates agile and lean development from traditional development. Okay, admit it. So this is where I got a little selfish. The company and division I work for have been using and growing with SAFE for several years now. So I asked for advice that could be offered to an organization that is three to four years down the path of SAFE and continuing the journey two key elements um we we run safe in our shop and you know we're a small enough shop that we're largely on one floor we've got people internationally we fly them in on occasion uh, but but we can have a big room planning session and do that routinely and we do and, and i think what really holds us together is inspect and adapt mm. every time we walk into expect and adapt it's like oh do we have to do inspect and adapt again well yeah you do and every time we discover new things to work on that's been, you know, decision making, our own form of potential automation and development of courseware. So if you're doing inspect and adapt and it's a discipline, you're going to be fine. Secondly, Essential Safe was developed in part for that purpose. It actually came out of us doing on-site assessments of people that have success with Safe, but more struggle than we really think they should have. So we went back and said, well, tell me a little bit about, you know, how the PI goes. And uh, it's just a big crunch at the end, no matter what we do. Well, tell me about the system demo. Well, we, don't, we really can't do that. There's a couple of APIs missing and the suppliers never engaged and we don't have the right people. And we don't have a system. Okay, tell me about what was the outcome of your last inspect and adapt. You know, it's hard to get all those people together uh, every 10 weeks for that. And, and last time only four people showed up. So no system demo, no inspect and adapt. Right. Um, yeah. That's probably not, not going to work very well. So I would essentially self-assess using Essential Safe and make sure that the, the culture of continuous improvement is part of it. And that's, that's the nice thing about lean. Lean isn't done, right? Every lean manufacturer out there right now is trying to figure out how to increase their inventory turns. Right. Exactly. So we had to do the same thing, increase our, our time to market. So at this point in the interview, I took a left turn just to kind of make things a little bit more interesting. I asked about how SAFE is focused on team performance, but traditional HR systems are based on individual performance reviews. How can we balance between these two seemingly opposing systems and grow overall SAFE competency for the organization? So absolutely, we have to bridge that gap. It may be the long pole in the tent for building a truly agile enterprise. Uh, we've opined in one article. Um, uh, we have an article on basically uh, you know, lean agile HR with SAFE, and we talk about things like eliminating individual bonuses. Now, if an individual bonus is based upon the same calculation as somebody else's, for example, profit sharing, those work pretty good. Mm -hmm. But if you and I are on the same team or the same program, or even if we're not, but there's dependencies, if our bonuses are structured on different things and you've built in an economic incentive not to cooperate. Right. So if we think about agile development at its root, it's about making a social network work, letting people help others. I mean, you've probably seen you know, strong agile programs where they celebrate the people that have helped others the most. Mm -hmm. well, nobody ever gets a bonus for helping others the most. So you've got to, you've got to get rid of all that. Some cases, I don't know about HP, some big companies, Deloitte, Computer Associates to name two, we've completely eliminated performance reviews. Mm -hmm. We don't have them at Skilled Agile. It's not that they're a bad thing. It's that their net 
effect is largely negative. Yeah. It's an excuse for a manager to, you know, think up the stuff they're mad about <laughs> and dump it on, dump it on their, 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 you know, their direct report at the end of the year uh, instead of continuous feedback through. And, and we have a lot of that built in. If, you, if you're on Scrum, an individual is getting feedback from their teammates. Sure. So those are some highlights. Now, you saw today or yesterday a thread about goodness. Um, I might want to be a scrum master, but there's no job description for that in my company. And that might mean that I can't get to be a level three. And maybe that, maybe that raise is important to me. I've got kids, you know, kids starting preschool. So I think the next piece is we have to relook at the compensation ladders and recognize that a talent of helping others succeed, uh, a, a manager who's a great scrum master is an awesome person. Yeah. Uh, a VP of development who could scrum master a couple teams, wouldn't that be great to have them wandering around yeah. and, uh, uh, and helping out? We kind of do that in our company. We, we coach other teams. So we've got we've to create uh, an economic ladder system, not an individual performance incentive system, mm -hmm. but a skill and attitude and accomplishment-based system that still rewards people. So we've seen a couple there from, you know, scrum coach, maybe advanced scrum coach, professional scrum coach, or sorry, scrum master, advanced scrum master, maybe scrum coach, maybe, maybe uh, you know, professional scrum coach, uh, product owner, senior product owner, mm -hmm. director, product owner, management. I don't know what those things are, and they're going to vary from company, but people need to see that this agile thing gives them a career path. Sure. And I think until we do that, we're going to be pretty limited because we ask people to do other things. It's like... I know that your team is focused on this, but the critical path happens to be over there. If you if if you're incented not to help them, you're never going to have a highly efficient operation, and frankly, it's not going to be that much fun. So unfortunately, this was my last question. I wanted to know what was next for Safe once 4.5 is released, and how do we balance the evolution of the model versus avoiding making it too complex and avoiding courseware bloat. So the general direction is that one of the interesting things about developing safe is we look at DevOps and CD and we look at, you know, lean UX as a, as a, as a outcome based practice. Look at lean startup. Uh, you look about, you know, the way backlogs work, you work at Kanban and flow. We don't see, we don't see this as a patchwork quilt at all. We see one consistent way to think about the problem of developing large scale solutions that the challenge will continue to involve internet of things, more and more lines of code. I don't know how many lines of code's in a crop combine anymore, but I'll bet it's, you know, it's 10 or 20 million. Yeah. So that complexity is still gonna be there and, and, and people are gonna go, is safe complex? It's gonna be as complex as it needs to be to handle the problem of complexity that people, that people face when they're building systems. Yeah. One of the things we're trying to do, to be honest, is to write simpler and to write shorter. So in the last pass, for example, this version of Safe, every article has been out for peer review, even right. the ones that were untouched, been edited and put back in, tidied up a little bit, shortened. The first sentence is always the gloss, the same as the glossary definition. So I think we can make simpler and more approachable, but we're still probably going to need additional breadth and depth. People are building big cyber physical systems. People are worried about Sarbanes-Oxley. They're worried about compliance. They're worried about the FDA. They're worried about all those things. Well, we can't leave them alone and say Agile is great unless, of course, you're building a medical product. Right. So I expect additional breadth and additional depth, but I think we can still make it fairly harmonious. I'd use the word holistic, but that's like paradigm. You just can't <laughs> use that word. But, but, a, but a harmonious approach that's fairly approachable. The GUI will always be a single page, um, easy to find, easy to read, but the problem is complex. So there's, there's not going to be a little safe until you guys stop building big systems.
So just like in the interview, we're out of time. But before we sign off, I just want to say a huge thank you to Dean and indeed to his whole team at Scaled Agile Inc. who are all extremely generous with their time and support. I think it's cool to be part of a community focused on that sweet spot between technology and people development. I hope you've enjoyed this cast and feel free to send an email or make a comment as we're all about, uh, what is it? Oh yeah, relentless improvement. Until the next time, ciao for now.